This is Angela Preedham with my new single, Hidden Wings, available on Apple Music and Spotify, or click the link in the show notes. Hi, everyone. It's Shagilola Salami. It's the Shagilola Salami show. I've been listening to this tune. Um, It's by a lady called Angela Predholm. Um, It's titled Hidden Wings, and I think you've probably heard a snippet of it um, just a few minutes ago before I actually came on. And it's just, I don't know, this song just really puts a smile on my face. It feels like this song is talking to the younger version of me because the song is called Hidden Wings. And, you know, just listening to the tune, you know, it just sort of makes, just reminds, like saying, you can, you've got hidden wings and you can fly. And I find it very, words just can't describe it. Like, so that's what I've literally been listening to most of today whilst I've been working um, just been playing it back to back to back. Uh, but yes, you know, I hope you'll go and check it out because the tune is, it really speaks to my soul. And that's why I was like, you know what, I'll play a snippet of it with permission. I did have Angela's permission to uh, to play it on the, on, the, on the show. But yes, it is the Shagilola Salami show and I am Shagilola Salami. Um, it's a podcast show set in a virtual cafe. Um, I hope that at the end of the, each episode and today's episode as well, you will learn something new, be motivated, be inspired and, you know, just feel good at the end, you know, and I know I've started on a good mood with this, with this song. It's called Hidden Wings by Angela Predhome. Um, but yes, it's a virtual cafe. So who have I got here with me today? Hello, it's Brett, Brett LaBoff. Um, hi, Brett. Uh, hi, it's great to be here with you. Um, Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good, actually. I'm juggling a lot at the moment. Um, But uh, I have different roles in the music industry. And obviously, I wrote this book that we're going to talk about, hopefully. And I guess uh, I'll give you my background, basically. I started as a pro drummer, so I, I was into drums when I was about 11, and I grew up in a very, very unsafe household, let's say, and um, I didn't really trust any adults. There was a lot of, there was, unfortunately, um, I suffered sexual abuse, violence, um, it, was, it, was, it, it, it was a very difficult childhood which I've unpicked now, but at the time, obviously, it was quite chaotic, and I buried myself in the drums. And uh, I think it kind of saved my life, really. Um, And I I still drum to this day, but I I ended up moving into management. Um, I was in lots of bands. I I became a pro drummer. I went to music college. You know, that was kind of what I was going to do with my life. And then once I was professionally drumming, I saw that I was surrounded by amazing musicians who didn't really ever think about what was next or how to get out there or how to, how to gift their talent to the world. You know, how, how do they actually get, get, get their talent out there? And I had an eye on that. So I moved into management. I didn't really know what I was doing, but fortunately the universe brought me a, a friend of mine. It was a music lawyer and, and he offered to, become my business partner and I went on to manage bands for 15 years and um, and then I burnt out 
and the thing is, is that the relevance of what I told you right at the start about this abusive household that I grew up in is I never told anyone about it. I completely hid everything from everyone. And um, it, it, I think that was um, part of my burnout and a downfall in a way. And yeah. I began a seven-year a seven-year journey of. Well, it started with psychotherapy, and and uh, and and then I went on loads and loads of personal development courses, and really to not only unpick the effects that that had on me, but also um, to to find out who I was as a person. And and I realised I not only did I not know who I was, but I also didn't realize the effects that those experiences had had on me. And it was only after I'd been, I mean, you know, I'm still on a journey, but really this became quite, about a year ago, just over a year ago, I realized, hold on, I, I feel happy and stable and grounded and I know who I am and I'm making really good decisions in my life. And that's when I started writing. I think the book that I wrote, which is called Staying Sane in the Music Game, yeah. then compiles all of my experiences as a drummer, as a professional drummer, as a manager, as someone that suffered, you know, th- this, this sort of terrible childhood. But I managed to sort of unpick everything and put it back together again and really, um, you know, show all the ways that you know the same things come up I saw the same things come up in the music industry in people involved in the music industry time and time again and so I've used my experiences and how they could have been better but also the the tools and the rituals that I've brought into my life to help me live in in a very unconventional world of of music and um so that, that kind of gives you a nice broad sort of overview. We, we can dig in a bit, a bit deeper um, as we go on, but that, that kind of tells you who I am and, and where I am right now, I guess. Wow. So just, okay, well, before we even start talking properly, it's it is a lot, isn't it? Cafe. <laughs> um, yes. it, it is a virtual cafe. So what can yeah. I offer you virtually? What, oh, is your, what is your virtual port? <laughs> I'm always a black. I'd like to be. I'd really love to be an espresso guy. You know, I, I love to. You know, I find it's just sort of very. Um, uh, you know, this kind of. Oh, I'd have an espresso. You know, looks great. But I, I'm actually an americano, black americano guy, because I just drink the espresso way too quick. You know, so I have to have the. I have to have the hot water in it, basically. So I'll have a black Americano, please. No sugar. The easiest drink to make, really. Okay, that's fine. Uh, while whilst that is, you know, prepping itself virtually, so you can. Yeah. Have what it. are you having? What, what are you having? Well, I'm looking outside my window right now, and yeah, it's like the sun is hiding somewhere, and he can't make it up is, isn't it? what he wants to do. <laughs> yes. And it almost feels like it, the thunder clouds or rain clouds come in somewhere. It's kind of yeah. like, it almost feels like yeah. a black and white movie. That's, that's what uh-huh. outsiders looking like, very black yeah. and whitish. So 
I'm not sure what I should normally my, my go-to drink is hot chocolate but then it almost oh, nice. like yes I like it extra chocolatey extra milky oh, yeah. or extra yeah. creamy whenever I can um right. but I don't know for some that's reason that's the night drink for me I, I've followed that kind of whole milk at warm milk at night thing so I'd go I'd go for a hot chocolate at night but I like I like your your day hot chocolate styles yeah, yes, but you know now you've been talking about Americano and just looking at what the weather is like, it is not stimulating me at all to have my normal hot chocolate. So I probably would have green tea. Ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, just that. keep you warm. You know, just yeah. sort of keep it just really zen and probably have it with a bit of ginger yeah. in it as well. I think yeah, that's what the weather is calling for today. Okay, nice. Yeah, good. Yeah. I, I needed that. I needed that extra energy in the afternoon to get me chatting to to the people. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, right. What would you normally have? See, on a good day, I would probably have with my hot chocolate a croissant. Like that's just my favorite thing. What would you normally have? Yeah. Ah, so it, I, I'm on the, you know, I've, I've been on the shakes all day, actually. I, I'm doing this kind of uh, super greens, uh, you know, I've got an almond milk with a, with super greens and, and a bit of protein in there. And I don't really eat solids during the day, which is, a, uh, I've got quite a sensitive stomach. So I, I used to have, find breakfast very difficult anyway. And and I found lunch. I was eating quite like dodgy stuff, you know. I, um, and I, I was working out with a colleague of mine who's really really into this fitness stuff. And so and he's been on the green shakes, you know. So you're talking about like every type of really good green mm. uh, in 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 the shake basically. And and I make them up um, normally either the night before the, the or in the morning. And that sorts me out for the day. And I I find um, you know, I've got the energy, so I'm, I'm going to pass on any snacks. Um, you know, I'll just wait till, uh, wait till dinner. Basically. I'll just have my black Americana, my, my green shake, which I've got, I've got here. Okay. That's perfect. Okay. Right. So whilst we're getting all of that sorted virtually, um, right. You talked about your book. Remind me, what did you say your book was called? Yeah. It's called staying sane in the music game. That and, rhyme. Uh, yeah, nice little rhyme, exactly. Um, <laughs> catchy title for the musos. Um, and I've got a, a website which is stayingsane.org. And, and uh, yeah, loads of, loads of, I've, what I've done is I've put loads of free resources up there because I'm, you know, it's steps to actually buying the book. It's like, well, what am I saying? What have I got to say? And then, you know, once people understand, then then they can delve into the book, you know? Yes, because that was what I was actually going to ask you next, that what category is your book or what genre? Like, what, you know, and what is what is it about exactly? Well, what can people expect? Yeah, well, I, I can give you, I'll give you the, 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 the bottom line, the fundamentals of the book. I mean, I've, I've put it down as education, um, but in music education and education, but what it is, really what I discovered on this personal development journey, which blew my mind was I did, um, I did, I did some hardcore intensive silent meditation retreats and, you know, 
th this stuff is like ancient mystical stuff that people have been doing for thousands of years you know meditation is something that has been happening but but i i i basically was not the kind of person to do that but and 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 on the first time i did a 10 day course i was obviously quite nervous but the first night we went into silence and we went into this guided meditation and i went to what i will call the zone and that zone was the same place that I went to when I was on stage playing drums and I was in a flow state. You know, I, I wasn't thinking, my conscious mind was, was switched off and I was just playing or in, in practice that would happen. You know, whenever I was playing drums and I was feeling great, I was in that zone. But I didn't know about that zone. I didn't know what that was. And then that night I made the connection and it blew my mind. I was like, ah, this is the zone. And, and what that zone is, I think not only is it, it's an altered state, it's a place where you're just concentrating on one thing without any judgment, without trying to change it, without trying to think of the outcome. You're, you're totally in the moment. And we've obviously, we were, we were taught, we were getting to that zone in music, but no one ever told me that I could get there without playing drums and the other ways that I knew I could get there were drinking drugs right. and so I didn't I, I made this connection that no one you know I thought well no one's ever told me this I've been in music you know at that point I'd been in music about probably about 15 years okay and 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 it had never come up before so I made it and then I started researching, has anyone ever spoken about this connection between the, the zone that we get to and meditation? And I found that it, it, there was very little out there. And so I started writing on that basis that, that I didn't realize that there were other altered states, you know, that we, and, and, and what I also realized is I could, I don't use the word meditation because I find if I say the word meditation to, to anyone, it has connotations. And a, a lot of people actually, I find, don't know what that means, what that word means. You know, and I just said, well, it, it's concentrating on one thing only without trying to change it, without judgment, uh, without trying to predict the outcome. And what that effectively is, is, is having no conscious mind chatter at all which musicians, as musicians, we do that all the time. So we get distracted from our practice, but then we go back again, you know, and, and the more practice you get at your instrument or, or, or your creation, you realize that you just, you talk to yourself as a friend and you go, oh yeah, I messed up, I'm good, well, let's do that again, you know, and you get back into that zone. So I basically started describing how we could get to that zone without, the esoteric language, you know, just, just your musicians, you know, this zone, you'll know when you get there, it's the same practice as practicing. It's the same mindset practice as practicing your instrument or creating, um, but without your instrument. And that means that we have another option for an altered state that doesn't include drinking drugs which I yeah. think is really helpful. And I, I'm not saying, by the way, you know, I'm very realistic that, 
you know, I'm not saying we're, we're all going to become the, the whole of the music industry are going to become monks, you know. I understand that we're still going to reach for those other altered states, potentially, of course. But if we've got another option, and that, in, that means I can just sit on a bed or sit on a chair and reach that state without anything. And for me, that blew my mind. And then the rest of the book is, as I said at the beginning, you know, it goes far and wide about how do we communicate with the industry? How do we communicate in bands? How do we run our lives? Um, you know, and, 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 and covers a lot of ground. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of the building blocks, really, of the book, the foundation, I think. Okay. See, now I'm a self-published author and I always have to ask this question. Um, yeah. Did you self-publish your book or did you go with a trade publisher? Yeah, I did actually self-publish. I was very lucky though, um, because when I, firstly, when I first started writing the book, I didn't know where it was going. Okay. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan that this was going to be a thing. You know, it, it was like I, I wanted to do it um, to see what would happen, you know, to create for, cre for, for probably for my sake. You know, I was unpicking a lot of stuff. As I said, I use a lot of stories, life stories of, of, of situations I've been in bands that I've been, been managing or working with or drumming in. Um, I did have a publisher who came on board after about three months because I didn't tell anyone I was writing it for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, then, then I told uh, a few people and a friend of mine who's got a publishing company um, came on board and it was really, really helpful to have him there. It just so happened by the time I finished a book, he was talking about getting it out maybe eight or nine months mm. afterwards. And I felt that that was not going to be right for me, that I needed to get it out as soon as possible. So actually, I decided not to sign with him in the end. Like, like I hadn't signed any paperwork, but he was there and he was really, really helpful. He gave me loads of great advice and tips. And he, as I said, he's a good friend. But yeah, I, I thought, no, I'll tell you what, self-publish it. Just get it out there. And and actually, the point that I got it out there, I still wasn't sure whether I believed in it or not. It's taken me maybe six or seven months after it's been released. But, but it was a soft release. You know, I just didn't really tell anyone that it was out there. Yeah. And then I had to decide, do I really believe in this? And it's only been the last few months that I've thought, well, I've had to read, you know what it's like, you, you had to read, how many times did you have to read your, your work, um, you know, and, and, and it, it, it get, got to a point where I thought, no, well, and then I start getting feedback from musicians yeah. and friends of mine who are very, some very, very high level musicians who said, and, and music business pros who said, Brett, this is actually good. You know, you, you need to, you, it's almost becomes a responsibility at that point yeah. to, to push it. Um, so yeah, long-winded answer. I always do give long-winded answers. <laughs> it's fine. That's why I wrote a book. <laughs> so are you going to write another book? Um, I, I could do. I, I've thought about it. I've, I've got, I've got an idea, but to be honest, um, 
you know, this, this is, this is the, I just touched on it, the responsibility. Uh, and this is a big subject for musicians, you know, obviously in management, I hear musicians saying, you know, we really want, we want this, we want that, we want, basically what they're saying is they want people to like their art. Yeah. And, I, and I, I flip it on its head and I say, if you think that your art is good, if you think that your creation is good, and, and worthy, as in it is your, it, it's truth. It's what needs, it, what, what you need to do. Um, then you then have a responsibility to, to, to get it out there yourself. You know, you need to push as hard as possible. And I think I've got a lot of work to do on that first. You know, I need to get staying sane in the music game out there. I need to, and, and I'm in that conversation because it covers a lot of mental health stuff as well. Yes. You know, and, and and obviously, you know, we're, I mean, one of the people that endorsed the book is Leroy Thornhill, who was in The Prodigy for 10 years. So obviously, you know, he, him and Keith Flint were, I mean, they were both the dancers originally, and then Keith became a vocalist. And, you know, obviously that just happened really recently. And it's like, enough is enough of this, people killing themselves because they're so sad and they're yeah. lost and, and, and depressed and, and this book is part of that conversation of, of prevention of that. How does this um, book so, cover that, that topic? Well, there, there's the altered state thing that I talked about. Yeah. Um, but, but that, that, all, that zone technique that I teach musicians, I'm saying that is, it's an, that is, an, it, it is a place of peace. It brings peace. It closes... What it does over time is it stops the conscious mind messing us up. Okay. It, it, it controls the conscious mind and it quietens the conscious mind. Yeah. So, and, 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 it, and it does that away from our instruments. So normally we, we can only do that when we're on stage or in the rehearsal or creating. And actually I'm saying, no, well, if you need that time, of, if you feel like everything's, I, I feel it every day. You know, there's there's chaos, yeah. and I go and sit for twenty minutes, and I feel great. I feel like nothing can touch me. Yeah. So that's one of the ways. And then there's a whole lifestyle thing, and and uh, and uh, it, it it focuses on. As I said, I've been messy. I've been really messy in my time, and and I've talked about those times and talked about what what, what was making me messy and how could I have not being so messy you know so there's a lot it covers as i said it covers a lot of ground um but i think that there's a lot of preventative tools in there from from um from a mental health perspective uh, a lot of a lot of tools that i use daily now and and sometimes i don't and i and i feel it you know so so i'm um i'm just one part of that conversation um, that's starting to happen in the music industry now. Yeah. So something I noted at the beginning, you talked about, you know, having a chaotic um, childhood. And so anyone who's listened to the last few episodes of this show would remember that I've had a couple of men, you know, come out and talk about their childhood which I thought was really great because I think a lot of times we don't 
men don't come out to talk about their emotions. Men don't come out. Not, I'm not saying all men, but just yeah, sort of yeah. like in, no, in general, right? Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. You yeah. know, and so, you know, I've had a few men who I thought were really, really brave. Um, you know, they came on the show and they talked about, you know, their own history of child abuse and child sexual um, yeah. abuse. And I know that that's something you mentioned um, earlier, yeah. you know, earlier on and how it's influenced your career path and how you've gotten into drumming. But did yes. you talk about anything to that effect or offer any advice in your book from that point of view? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did, I did quite, I, I did this, um, work, you know, after my psychotherapy, um, one of the things that I, I got quite deep into was something called shadow work. And it, it, it comes from the, the Jungian, um, you know, Carl Jung, um, he, he, uh, he was like a contemporary of Freud. He, he wrote loads of books. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he says, he came up with this idea of the shadow and, and the fact that the idea that we all have a shadow and it lives behind us. And, and if we don't know what that shadow looks like, then it can guide us into destructive behaviors. And, and this goes back to what, you know, when I said what I've covered in the book, for example, when you said, you know, the, the last question about what, what what I've covered in the book in terms of yeah. mental health, because th- this is also a mental health issue. Yeah. And it, it, Carl Jung talks about the, it's basically the idea and in the shadow work, this is kind of um, partic- particip- participatory. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, we actually, you know, bring out that shadow, like ask, ask what it looks like. And then, and then there's a whole, process called constellations where you actually get people to play parts of the shadow and what they look like it's a really mind-blowing exercise but 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 basically the, the responsibility of, of 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 the human is that we bring that shadow around to the front so that it's it's directly in front of our eyes so we're not saying we're ever going to be able to get rid of those behaviors or, or get rid of those um, patterns but if we're hyper aware of what we can do in our kind of lowest um, in our lowest cells or in, in our lowest states that because that shadow comes right round the front so I'll, I'll give you an example of, of one of my what I unpicked um, that, that would be a shadow and that would be my escapism so okay. if I'm in a situation where, you know, this was my thing to go into to drink and drugs, for example, if I, if I was uh, in stressful situations, you know, I would I would then uh, get through that, however I had to, and boom, then I would go on a destructive mission for a couple of days and and get get really messed up on whatever drink or drugs I I, I, I could you know get hold of um um now i'm aware of that when i feel that i might be in that place i can talk to myself about it i can explore those feelings 
And I can also, obviously, I say, well, I've got zone technique now. I could go and do that for a bit. But I could also talk to my girlfriend about it and say, look, you know, I'm feeling really like I would love to run away right now. But, because, but I know where this comes from. This comes from my chaotic childhood where I would want to run away all the time, you know. And that, that's, that's just one example. I'm trying to think of maybe a better one. But the, the, uh, it might come up. The, the, the idea is um, that, that we, I think musicians particularly, you know, we, we're creative beings. What led us to be creative beings? There's a lot of stuff that we've got to say, and that comes out in our creation. And, and that's music we're communicating on a deep level. But um, we may be hiding a lot of things. And for me, the abuse, you know, I was hiding that and I was allowing the patterns of behavior that I built up to protect myself back then. I was allowing them to run my life, you know, 15 years, 20, 20 30 years later. Yeah. And it's about, I think, awareness was the first key thing to that. So I, I talk about the Jungian shadow um, in the book, okay. amongst other things. Okay. Yeah. So what five things do you want the listener to take away from listening to you today? Mm. Five. Okay. Um, if you know any musicians who are um you know starting out or or maybe they're 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 in they're doing it as a job um you know i really want i really want this this book to get out there um it's also an audio book i feel like it could change the state of okay i'd say um let's so that let's say that's number one awareness of 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 this tool that i've created um that um, perhaps that the creative output of musicians could be affected by getting into the zone that they get into when they're creating before they pick up their instrument or, or the pen or whatever they're creating. Maybe that can access a deeper, more honest, um, yeah, deep, deeper creation, I think. Um, third is that there is an epidemic of mental health issues in the music industry. And, um, there are, I, I want this conversation, which started only about a few years ago, help musicians UK, um, got some research done that said that, um, it, it's like musicians are like 72% more likely to suffer from anxiety and depression and mental health issues in the rest of the society. And given that the rest of the society is about one in five, that is massive. Yeah. You know, that's, that, that's ridiculous. It just means that there's, you know, what is the hell? It's like three in five, four in five. It, 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 it doesn't bear thinking about, you know, it, it's horrible. So I want, I feel like we're at the beginning of this conversation that part of the book is to feed, feed that conversation. Um, so what's that number three or four? Um, the other thing is that I'm, 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 
suggesting life structures and tools and rituals through stories and uh, techniques that I invite musicians and music industry pros to use, but also as creative beings, I want them to take it as like the theory of music where you learn the rules and then you understand how to express in your own way you know that you, you, you it's like the old adage you know you learn the rules to break the rules so you know with theory of music you learn and then you you find your own expression because they're, they're just tools yeah and that's the same with the structures in the book you know it's to take them as a springboard uh, and inspiration um yeah i think that's I think yeah, we'll really, say that's five. I lost count, yeah, but I think that's I, five. I guess the bottom line. I guess the bottom line to this is, is that that um, musicians are great at speaking through their creations, but when it comes to actually speaking honestly about their deepest, darkest feelings, um, that that I think that still needs to be encouraged and brought out. Yeah. Okay, well, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you and sort of getting to learn about the work, um, you know, the book that you've written. If someone wanted to connect with you, um, how can they do that? I know you mentioned your website. Are you on social media? Yeah, yeah I'm on Facebook and uh, uh, Twitter and stuff. I, I don't have a lot of love for social media. Um, I think it's a great promotion tool for musicians. We obviously use it in our day to day. And I say, you know, get, get in there and get out again, really, you know? Um, so if you want to connect with me, the website's the best. I've got videos up there. I've got audio book samples up there. I've got podcasts up there that I've done with, um, you know, big musicians and managers um, who, who, who have been around the block. And when we talk about these subjects, and that's um, uh, stayingsane.org is the website. And then, you know, you can feel free to email me, you know, um, through there's, a, there's my email contact on the website or, the, or the, uh, there's a form on there that goes straight through to my inbox. So. Okay. Fabulous. Well, it's come to that time of the day where we'll have to say goodbye, but I've actually enjoyed, you know, talking to you and learning um about your book and hopefully you will want to come back again sometime in future yeah thank you so much for having me uh, I, I know i talk a lot but i've got i've got a lot to say of course uh, not but, yeah, but that's why it's uh, a talk show right people come here to talk yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i mean i get just go off on you know go off on one but it, it's um yeah it's been great to chat about this stuff and 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 the more the better you know spread the word well, it's been, it's been, it's definitely been nice connecting with you and learning from you. And I hope the people who have listened to the show would also find some value, you know, in everything that you said, and obviously discovering your book um, as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. everyone. I, I, we, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say some people have said that it, it doesn't just actually lots of non-musicians have said that they've connected to lots, lots of it. Uh, as lifestyle stuff as well living in the modern world yes no i think that's the the beauty about life though is like whenever you write something you can always 
see it from lots of different angles, yes. not just one. Yes. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Universal yeah. laws, eh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, well, it's come to that time of the day where I really do need to sort of pick you out of the yeah. Mochi Cafe. Okay, um, I had a great Americano, thanks. Yes, I know, that was virtually delicious, like someone used to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, yes. it is the Shekilola Salami Show. Um, if you've not subscribed to the show, please subscribe to the show or you can subscribe to my blog. Um, and I'll hopefully catch you again next time um, on the Shagilola Salami Show. Bye now.